Akadi is the goddess of elemental air. Akadi is a deity whose mood is ever-changing, and she herself is almost always on the move. Her faith never confines itself to any one place for long, as the religious journey is one continuous trek. I'm Ben Dignan, and welcome once again to Religion in the Realms. Titles Akadi goes by the following titles Queen of Air, The Lady of Air, Lady of the Winds, and Queen of Air Elementals. Akadi is known as Talos in the Horde Lands. The Horde Lands are also known as the Endless Wastes. This far eastern region borders the eastern continent of Kartor. Portfolio and Domains Akadi holds the portfolios of elemental air, movement, speed, and flying creatures. Akadi's suggested domain for 5th edition is Tempest, though I could argue for the addition of nature. Appearance and Manifestations Akadi's followers depict her often as a translucent woman of blue skin with massive feathery wings. Her avatar resembles that of a massive tornado. Akadi's voice from the Avatar can range from the slightest of whispers on the wind to that of an insistent and terrorizing yell roaring out across gales. Her stated favored weapon is a whirlwind, which can be best represented by the walloping force of a heavy flail. Her art in the 3rd edition sourcebook Faiths and Pantheons shows her carrying such a heavy flail. Akadi's manifestations have been documented far more times compared to her Avatar though her manifestations are rare in comparison to other deities in the Faerunian pantheon. She has two known manifestations. The first is simply the appearance of a usual flying animal or creature. The second manifestation is her voice heard as a whisper on a breeze. While no list is given as to what creatures are found in service to Akadi, she often sends flying creatures of some variety to make demands of and or deliver messages to those of interest to her. I would imagine she makes use of a wide swath of air-typed elementals. But those that are overtly stated are air elementals and ice serpents. Akadi is served by 12 Air Genasi women warriors known as her Azur Guard. These 12 are expressly trained for combat on the plane of air. They wear magical blue armor, which their group's name is derived from. This armor is said to have been forged out of the winds by Akadi and granted to them. Akadi has also granted them with immense strength, like that of a cloud giant. At a minimum, each Genasi warrior would be equivalent to a level 20 player character. They are not to be treated lightly, despite being humanoids. The rising wind or the change in the wind's direction or demeanor is often interpreted as a favorable response from Akadi. Abilities the divine ranks of Akadi, along with her fellow elemental deities, is a bit of a mess across the editions. Initially in 1st edition, Akadi is given the rank of a lesser power. Thanks to the Forgotten Realms wiki article on Akadi, I can tell you that Ed Greenwood ported over the four elemental gods from Moorcock's Melanobanean mythos that features the famous character Elric into the Forgotten Realms setting. This is stated in Dragon Magazine issue 54 
from 1981. At the time, before their subsequent removal, these four elemental deities were listed as lesser powers in the first version of first editions, Deities and Demigods. Various circumstances would arise amounting in the removal of these entities and characters of this mythos, along with other pantheons popular in fiction, in future printings of deities and demigods. Just as they are stated in the first version of this source book, Greenwood mentions them by their original names in Dragon 54. Grom, who would become Grumbar, Kakatal, who would become Kazuth, Misha, who would become Akadi, and Strasa, who would become Istitia. In future realms publications, there were some changes made to these four. Admittedly, Kazuth, on physical description alone, seemed to at least remain the same. Early on in 2nd edition's Forgotten Realms campaign box set, Akadi and the other elemental deities are listed as quasi-powers. Though going forward in 2nd edition, there was most likely a decision on the part of the writers to make a shift in the categorization of these four to that of greater powers. This would continue on into 3rd edition. While we know Akadi to have been a primordial entity, 4th edition was the first edition to place the primordial tag upon her. 5th edition has not provided us with divine ranks of the elemental deities, but I would imagine them all to be greater deities. Whether acclaimed just by her followers or truthful, Akadi is believed to cause a large portion of the wind on the continent of Faerun simply with the beating of her wings. If appeased by an offering, Akadi has it within her purview to change the direction of the wind, calm the winds, or bring a small amount of rain. However, Akadi will not attempt to still a raging storm if asked. To do so would overstep her portfolio and likely anger either Talos or Umberly. Unfortunately, the real mechanical bits of Akadi as a goddess have never been spelled out to my knowledge. However, we are aware of her avatar's abilities from 2nd edition space and avatars. Just keep in mind that these abilities and features are framed in 2nd edition terms and mechanics. Akadi's avatar can cast any spell found in the elemental air, healing, and weather spheres, while also having access to any spell from the elemental air school. The avatar's primary way of attacking is through focused and powerful blasts of air alongside spellcasting. As long as the avatar moves up through the air of the prime material, the avatar is treated as a native of the prime material. Therefore, the avatar will remain immune to spells and abilities that affect extraplanar beings. Being within the proximity of this avatar is enough to kill lower level creatures and characters outright, while others may be struck unconscious or stunned by the buffeting winds. Akadi's avatar can easily ground any flying creature within her proximity, though as the goddess of elemental air, Akadi dislikes denying flight to any flying creature. The avatar will more than likely calm the winds near the flying creatures to permit their flight. The avatar can leave the prime material plane for the plane of air by spending two rounds merging with the air around them, turning into mist and clouds upon departure. Personal History Akadi was one of four primordials who did not war with the gods at the time Aber was split from Toril. Perhaps for this reason, these four primordial elementals were allowed a place among the rest of the gods of the Faerunian pantheon. It may be due to their primordial nature that these four maintained standing as greater deities despite small populations of worshippers, Kazuth aside. 
Akadi's avatar is said to have been seen twice on Toril, though no sourcebook I looked through mentioned where and when her avatars made an appearance. Akadi was not spotted at all during the Time of Troubles, but as I've mentioned before in recent episodes, she, just like Kazuth, probably did land somewhere on Faerun, just that it was never documented and or she was never found in her avatar form. For full disclosure, there is mention in the 4th edition Forgotten Realms campaign guide that Airdri Fienya, elven goddess of air, in the rarely seen Avariel, or the Wing Elves, was just an aspect of Akadi. But given that a good number of these revelations presented in 4th edition have since been reversed with a second sundering for the current 5th edition, I imagine much is the case with these two goddesses. During the era that followed the Spell Plague, Oral, the goddess of cold and winter in the Faerunian pantheon, was able to siphon power away from three deities, Talos, believed to be Grumsh at the time, Lutiu, and Erdri Fienya. Of these three, Erdri is one of the few deities Akadi holds a minor alliance with. What was most concerning, though, was Aurel had gained significant control over the portfolio of winds and storms. This drew the ire of Akadi. Akadian spies and agents would make their way into Aurel's divine realm in response to Aurel's actions. In the two episodes I covered on Aurel, episodes 29 and 29a, I discuss how Aurel stood both before and how she is described in the 5th edition module Icewind Dale, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. If you are familiar, or go back to listen to 29A in particular, I think it is safe to say that Oral is in no present state to lay claim to these portfolios anymore, though this was not through any action of Akadi or her followers. Personality Akadi is listed as a neutral goddess in every edition except 4th edition. In 4th edition's alternative alignment system, Akadi is an unaligned goddess. Much like the three other elemental deities, Akadi is mostly indifferent to what her worshippers and faithful get up to on Faerun. It can be hard for mortals to gauge her demeanor and attitude, though those native to the elemental plane of air have an easier time breeding the goddess. She may show a small amount of care for followers, though this is dependent on the size of an offering made to her in veneration. Akadi is mercurial in demeanor. Her temper is said to be furious and wrathful by those who have managed to survive it. Personal Realms In the Great Wheel cosmological model used in 1st edition, 2nd edition, and is the assumed default model for 5th edition Forgotten Realms, Akadi resides on the elemental plane of air in the inner planes. In the World Tree model used in 3rd edition Forgotten Realms, Akadi resides on the same plane despite a different cosmological model. The elemental planes do not contain layers like the outer planes do. Casually, the elemental plane of air may be referred to as the boundless blue. It is by far the least dangerous of the four primary elemental planes to travel to for outsiders. As a result, traders from all over the multiverse can be found peddling their wares and making deals. That being said, the plane is not without its own threats. Wind speeds can dramatically increase and decrease across the plane unpredictably. Therefore, people need to be careful not to be carried off their feet. There is technically no gravity as we know it on the plane of air, 
but rather the gravity someone imposes upon themselves when they first arrive in the plane of air. A person will unconsciously impose an idea of down in their minds, and should they not be standing upon solid ground, so begins what is termed the eternal plunge. At later times they learn to be able to control this instinct they have developed elsewhere. Thus controlled falling can become a relatively convenient and rapid way to get around the plane. So long as they adjust their direction of gravity at the right time to counter the speed at which they were originally falling. It is said that with enough experience or sheer willpower, one can convince themselves that there is no gravity and essentially hover and float at will. While the plane itself is infinite, the plane of air impresses this fact far better than any of the other three elemental planes with its blue sky that stretches out endlessly in every direction. Earth moats and even some mountains hang in the air of all shapes and sizes. On the larger moats can be found the palaces and the estates of the jinn, the private studies of arcane practitioners, and monasteries for monks and clerics. As with the other primary elemental planes, there are three powerful elemental entities in the plane of air. Akadi is the strongest and the only one to hold any sort of deific standing. She stands in between the good-aligned Chan and evil-aligned Yan Si-bin. Yan Si-bin has made attempts to challenge Akadi's superiority without any true success. Akadi is said to only deal with other air-based elementals rather than associate with the Dijin, the air-based genies. This possibly suggests some element of mistrust and wariness on Akadi's part. Akadi's realm on the elemental plane of air is known as the Great Funnel. As the name suggests, it is an impossibly immense whirlwind that is said to supply almost all the wind in the plane of air. It is so large so to be able to swallow up an entire planet. I would not be surprised if this idea was influenced by the great red spot found on Jupiter. Akadi wheels the great funnel around the plane. Akadi can allow a person or a group the ability to reach the center of the funnel simply with a thought. Otherwise, merely approaching the funnel will cause someone to be subjected to tornado force winds. In the center of the funnel can be found her palace made of solid air. Typically, six to eight members of the Azur Guard patrol Akadi's realm. The other members have left the Great Funnel on other business for their patron deity. Within the World Axis cosmology, present in 4th edition, Akadi resides in the elemental chaos. Here her realm is known as Skyhome. It is an expansive realm containing an extreme of wind speed and a variety of wind types. The air flows in some places so as to be so dense that it is enough to form solid ground and structures. Akadi may be found in these air-made structures at rest. More often than not, Akadi is traveling the elemental chaos or throughout other planes. The sky home has a connection to the elven domain of Arvindor. Allies and Allegiances All alliances Akadi holds are minor in nature. These alliances are held with individuals who also have a vested interest in the element of air. Her allies include Erdri Fianya, elven goddess of air and the winged elves known as the Averiel, Quarlin, god of the Kanku, Remnis, god of giant eagles, Shandakul, Faerunian deity of travel and exploration, who may or may not have returned during the Second Sundering, 
Still Song, a mysterious deity of song. Stronmus, giant god of storm giants. And Serenita, patron deity of the Aarakocra. Enemies. Akadi has one listed enemy, Grumbard, the elemental god of earth. Akadi takes issue with Grumbard's unwillingness to move and unsettle himself from any one place. His stubborn nature is anathema to her mercurial nature. With events mentioned earlier, I am confident that we could add Oral to her list of enemies as well. Symbols In the Faerunian pantheon, Akadi's faith has two known symbols. A white cloud on a blue background, or simply just that of a cloud. Central Dogma From Faiths and Pantheons, a 3rd edition sourcebook. Quote, Find your own enlightenment in your interests. As soon as your interest fails, all chance of finding further spiritual growth has left that activity or place. Move from activity to activity, from place to place, pursuing a personal dream or series of interests, and growing through the changing experiences each new day brings. Worry not if others wear down over time. Few matters are so important as to require a wholesale commitment. Do not ever let yourself be fettered or imprisoned, for constrained life is little better than death. End quote. Presence of the Faith Akadi's worshippers, as listed in 3rd edition's Faiths and Pantheons, tend to hold an alignment of chaotic neutral, lawful neutral, and neutral evil. Frankly, these are some rather disparate alignments. It is also strange to not see a wider range of alignments being represented in Akadi's faithful. But this is just what is written in the source book. You can adapt it however you want. Many of her faithful include animal breeders, likely those who breed flying creatures, rangers, rogues, and sailors. In spite of being a greater deity, Akadi holds a small following in favor. The four elemental deities are likely not held to the same divine rules when it comes to their power level being dictated by their number of worshippers due to their primordial standing. Some Faerunians see all four faiths of the elemental deities as nothing more than glorified cults. This is in spite of the fact that these worshippers are granted divine gifts and powers, not unlike the others who follow the rest of the Faerunian pantheon. The alien nature of all four elemental deities and their relative small followings, aside from Kazuth, often lead to these misconceptions. As mentioned before, Akadi is known as Talus in the Horde Lands. She is venerated alongside Grumbar in the Horde Lands, though Akadi is thought to be the more powerful of the two in this region, and thus holds a higher importance in religious practice. Talus is viewed as a male deity. He protects the nomads as they travel, provides the much-needed rains, and wards against evil spirits. Talus's wrath is evoked in thunderstorms that lash out at those who anger him. The rest of her Faerunian faithful and Akadi herself are indifferent to this other aspect. The Arakokra populations found in the savage frontier region of Faerun oftentimes worship Akadi alongside their patron deity, Serenita. There are a few nomadic groups that travel the plains of the Shar who venerate Akadi. Their nomadic lifestyle fits right in with Akkadian tenets. 
Some small portion of Erjanasi on Faerun are descended from some of Akadi's more powerful servants. Surprisingly, not many Erjanasi become faithful Akkadians. Though those that do are considered particularly blessed, no doubt as a result of their kinship to Akadi's Azur guard. Given how the faith often changes in their direction, and many lead a transient existence, most people view the Akkadian faith as a non-factor in their day-to-day -day lives. And though it isn't unheard of for an ambitious Akkadian individual or sect to begin to cause ripples and consequences in a region with their personal projects. These projects we will talk about in a bit. Hierarchy and Structure of the Clergy Collectively, Akkadians are known as airwalkers. The small faith of Akkadi is made of small sects that are led by one charismatic leader. Some of these sects may act out in the open, Akkadian symbols and dress on full public display. They follow the philosophy of the roar in the Akkadian faith. Other sects may prefer to act unseen and unknown, and they follow the philosophy of the whisper. These sects are known for their constant flux. Members leave and join consistently, which can be frustrating for those outside the faith who don't understand how this loose structure has existed for such a long time. It is hard to gauge who may be responsible for a given task or position when it is always subject to change. Following the time of troubles, it is said each of the elemental deities removed all clerics from within their clergy and instead replaced them with specialty priests. Akadi specialty priests were known as airwalkers, though in later editions the term airwalker would be used to denote the Akkadian clergy collectively. It's amazing what happens when you actually read the books you have. As you may recall from last episode, I was a bit confused about some terms that were being thrown about in 2nd edition source books. The last bit that I just mentioned about the Airwalker Specialty Priests is taken from 2nd edition's Face and Avatars, which has an appendix explaining all sorts of different terms. The core divine spellcaster class in 2nd edition is the Priest. Priests further specialize into subclasses as we would know them in 5th edition, which include cleric and specialty priest, among others. My guess is that the removal of clerics for 2nd edition in the elemental faith is just player options influencing the lore of the setting more than anything, allowing the writers to differentiate the various faiths accordingly with given priest options. If you go past 2nd edition, Akadi and all the other elemental deities have clerics, though the term cleric would replace priest to denote the primary divine spellcasting class. Third edition is also a rule set I have little familiarity with, so maybe there are specialty priests for that edition as well, though I have yet to see any mention of them throughout the books I end up looking through for research. Getting back on topic though, the Akkadian faith also added crusaders and mystics to the ranks to help fill the skill gap left by the missing clerics. Crusaders, according to face and avatars, are the martial defenders of the priest class. Mystics are wandering herbalists and generalists of the priest class. Mystics have strong personalities and often are found on their own. Their personal journey is done to discover the truths of their deity through people, travel, and their own experiences. 
In nomadic societies like that of the Horlands, there are Akkadian shamans who serve these communities with no affiliations to the aforementioned sects. The shaman, according to Faiths and Avatars, is yet another priest subclass. Shamans were found in less urbanized settings, and their function is similar to that of clerics. Unique to them was the ability to call upon different types of spirits for the spirit's guidance as well as specific magics tied to those spirits. Likely, said shamans would be better represented in 5th edition by a class such as the Druid. Novices in the Akkadian faith are known as fledglings. After that, the ranks of the Akkadian faith in ascending order are as follows. Winged One, which is the first rank of the full clergy. Heir of the Goddess. Breeze of Light. Zephyr, which is the first rank of senior clergy. Mistal. Sirocco, which is the leader of a large Akkadian sect. And at the very top is the Whirlwind leader of an extensive sect or long-tenured clergy member. Those who have been able to either kill or defeat a substantial enemy of the faith may be granted the honorific of high to put before their rank. Such enemies would include high-ranking Grumbarans or powerful earth elementals. Responsibilities and Duties of the Faithful Akkadian clerics and clergy alike may pursue any combination of the following goals and tasks in their day-to-day lives. Some listen to the winds for any message or omen from Akkadi. Some are itinerant preachers teaching people about Akkadi. Others are known for moving from one personal project to the next at their own whims. Certain Akkadians are known for becoming deeply entrenched in their own life projects. These projects can be simple in nature, though other projects are rather convoluted and complicated. Akkadians encourage those who take flight to the stars and spelljammers. Such adventurous travel aligns with the face tenets, and Akkadians view it as a chance for the message of their goddess to extend further past just their planet. It isn't necessarily a requirement, but Akkadians do suggest their fellows learn a type of musical instrument that produces its sounds by blowing air into said instrument. As Akkadians travel, they preach about the happiness Akkadi can bring to others in their lives. They aren't ones to get bogged down in, in debate and argument. They prefer to continue on to the next location or town instead of talking with those who might propose opposing perspectives or points. Akkadians are prone to exaggeration in their preaching, and some may even be found using incorrect and or made-up words to talk up Akkadi. It isn't unheard of, for others to call Akkadians windbags in jest or insult as a result. Orders and Priestly Bodies In 2nd edition's Faiths and Avatars, we are told of an Akkadian Crusader order known as the Knights of the Winds Four Quarters. Now referring back to earlier in the episode, if this order still exists, it is likely that this would be an order of strictly paladins or a combination of martial clerics and paladins in 5th edition terms. Members of this order pursue their own quests or those set out by their elders. They also may pursue the long-standing fight against the Grumbarns. In the same 2nd edition supplement, three orders of Akkadian mystics are named, spanning the good-evil spectrum. The companions of the summer wind are good-aligned. The disciples of spring's breeze are neutrally aligned. And the alliance of midwinter's teeth are evil-aligned. If these orders still exist in present-day Faerun, I could easily see them being made up of a combination of druids, 
divine soul sorcerers, storm sorcerers, and one or more domains of clerics focus more on spellcasting compared to martial capabilities. Appearance and Dress The ceremonial dress of the Akkadian faith can include robes that are white, light gray, and or light blue in color. These accepted colors are thought to represent different emotions of Akkadi. Clergy aim to own robes that are made of silk and dyed with blue or white patterns, despite their high cost. The way silk flows as a textile pleases Akkadi. The faithful's holy symbols double as jewelry. Typically, holy symbols are carved from milky opal, crystal quartz, augalite, beryllonite, blue spinel, or sapphire. These symbols are carved from air elementals who blow fine grit across the surface of the gems to form a Kaudi symbol. When adventuring, Akkadians typically dress according to the surrounding weather conditions, but just as they do with their vestments, they favor clothing and accessories that are white, light gray, and or light blue in color. They may wear an accessory like a scarf or simple vest made of silk, but otherwise leave their funds for their personal vestments, which they carefully pack away when traveling. Rituals To every Akkadian, Every day is viewed as important. Akkadian clerics and priests rise early to meditate and reflect on their spells just before dawn. They do this to offer their whispered prayers on the first winds of the day. In the evening, they might watch the moon appear in the sky or take to the sky to ride the last thermals of the day, all while offering their evening prayers. The common offering made to Akkadi is the burning of incense while standing in the wind. As mentioned earlier, Akkadi gives her attention to those who only burn rich incenses. The only holy day in the Akkadian faith is held on midsummer, the day that lands between the months of Flame Rule and Elysis on the calendar of Harptos. If Akkadians are able to make the pilgrimage, the holy day is celebrated at the ruins of Blaskultur out in the Shar. Though Shar is pronounced the same, it is spelt differently. This region of Faerun is not to be confused with the goddess of the dark, secrets, and loss. The site at Blaskultur is known as the Mound of the First Shrine. As the name suggests, this is held to be the very first shrine erected to Akkadi in Faerun. A commemoration of Akkadian heroes from the past is recited in a chant. New names may be added to the chant each year should their deeds warrant their addition. For a novice to become a full clergy member in the Akkadian faith, they must design and perform a personally developed rite of empowerment. This ritual must then be supervised by two senior clergy members. More often than not, the ritual the novice develops features some element of flight to it. The Fellowship of Flight is a rite similar to both a Kazuthan and Grumbaran ritual. Upon now being capable of summoning elementals from the plane of air, an Akkadian is to spend an hour in deep prayer. Following this, they summon forth an air elemental. Rich incense is burned for the elemental, songs are sung to it, and flower petals are tossed in its midst. Finally, the Akkadians present the elemental with poems and veneration to Akkadi to bring back to the plane of air. General Characteristics of Places of Worship Given how Akkadians are fond of travel and wandering, 
It is not often that any of them set down roots. As a result, there are not many Akkadian places of worship. Those that do exist are open-air temples of nothing more than a ring of wooden poles adorned with feathers and streamers to dance about in the air. Those faithful who are found tending to local shrines are bound to be replaced in the not-too-distant future by another traveling Akkadian. This cycle is the norm in the faith. The former clergy member will then carry on with their own personal journey. Specific Places of Worship Mentioned earlier in the ritual section, the first recorded Akkadian shrine is found at the ruins of Blaskalter. The Akkadian shrine here is all but eroded and destroyed by the natural elements and passage of time. Blaskalter now is nothing but a wide, grassy mound. Local tales tell of how this was a site of a great city once, though no written record mentioning Blaskalter has been found. At least for the 4th edition era of the Forgotten Realms, when it was said that Erdrithi Enya was an aspect of Akkadi, the floating gardens of Erdrithi Enya and the secluded elven city of Avareska would have been an Akkadian holy site. Character Options For 2nd edition, the Airwalker specialty priest can be found in Fates and Avatars. For 3rd edition, the Elemental Archon Prestige class can be found in Face and Pantheons. As I do in every episode, this is just a custom background that I've developed for those who worship Akkadi. For your two skill proficiencies, two of the following, Acrobatics, Nature, or Animal Handling. For your Language or Tool proficiencies, I would take Primordial as a Language proficiency, then take a proficiency with a musical instrument or artisan's tool of your choice. For your equipment, there's the Acolyte's equipment from the Player's Handbook. For your ribbon feature, there's the Acolyte's Shelter of the Faithful. Touching on some thematic subclasses present in 5th edition that you could use for a player character or NPC. For the Cleric, there is the suggested Tempest Domain. I also would suggest the Nature Domain though switching out some, if not all, of the domain spells present in that domain with more air-themed domain spells. For Druid, of all the official Druid subclasses, not one really struck me as easily applicable to Akadi, though with Circle of the Land from Player's Handbook, you can use its less specific frame to lean heavier into air themes. For the Fighter, there's the Cavalier from the Xanathar's Guide to Everything, Though, specifically, you would be a fighter with a flying mount. For the monk, there's the way of the four elements from the player's handbook, obviously choosing those abilities that lean heavy into air and wind themes. For the ranger, there's the beastmaster from the player's handbook, though with a flying companion, and swarmkeeper from Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. Finally, for the sorcerer, there's always the divine soul sorcerer from Xanathar's Guide to Everything, and Storm Sorcerer, both found in Xanathar's and Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide. Dungeon Master Options We'll start with creatures that are available to us in 5th edition sources that could be thematically appropriate to be found in the service of the Akkadian Faith or used by her followers. From the Monster Manual, there's Air Elemental, Bloodhawk, Eagle, Giant Eagle, Giant Owl, 
Griffin, Hawk, Invisible Stalker, Owl, Rock, Swarm of Ravens, and Vulture. From Mordenkind's Tome of Foes, there's the Error Elemental Myrmidon, which can also be found in the Princes of the Apocalypse module, and there is the Elder Tempest. From Rhyme of the Frostmaiden, there's the Young Griffin stat block. And finally, from Waterdeep Dragon Heist, there's the Falcon stat block. Next, I just want to touch on a monster known to serve as a manifestation of Arcadi that doesn't have any representation in 5th edition. The Ice Serpent, despite its name, is a proper variety of air elemental. Just it forms in colder climates and environments. Mostly invisible, its movements can be perceived as it winds its way across frozen ground, stirring up snow and ice. Despite being an air elemental, they are unable to fly. Rather, they can just slither across the ground. They are thought to have been brought to the realms through the efforts of an evil Akkadian cleric living near the ice lakes, located to the northeast of Luskin. These large serpentine elementals coil around their prey. Rather than constrict them to death in the physical sense, ice serpents instead drain their prey of all their body heat. The ice serpent stat block can be found in 3rd edition's Monster Compendium, Monsters of Faerun. To finish out here on stat blocks, I just want to touch on a list of humanoid NPCs to represent various Akkadian worshippers and clergy. Keep in mind with spellcasters, you can always swap out their listed spells for spells that are much more fitting. From the Monster Manual, there's the Aarakocra, Acolyte, Druid, and Priest. From the module Princes of the Apocalypse, Though these are humanoids who serve Yancey Bin in the adventure, I am of the opinion you can reflavor them to be Akkadians quite easily. There's the Feathergale Knight, Hallowing Hatred Initiate, Hallowing Hatred Priest, Hurricane, and Skyweaver. To finish off from Vol's Guide to Monsters, there is the Archdruid. As is true with the other three elemental deities, there are surprisingly no listed specific magic items tied to Akadi or her faith that I found in any Forgotten Realms source books that I looked through. But the following are some thematically appropriate magic items from official 5th edition sources I feel the faith of Akadi may have access to. From the Dungeon Master's Guide, there's the Boots of Levitation, Boots of Speed, Boots of Striding and Springing, the Broom of Flying, Carpet of Flying, Sensor of Controlling Air Elementals, Elemental Gem, specifically the Blue Sapphire, Eyes of the Eagle, the following figurines of wondrous power, Bronze Griffin, Serpentine Owl, Silver Raven, Horseshoes of a Zephyr, Horseshoes of Speed, Potion of Flying, Potion of Gaseous Form, Potion of Speed, Two of Qual's Feather Tokens, The Bird and Fan, Ring of Air Elemental Command, Scimitar of Speed, Wind Fanned, Winged Boots, and Wings of Flying. From Guildmaster's Guide to Ravnica, you could reskin the Azorius Key Rune. From Mythic Odysseys of Theros, there's the Flying Chariot. From Princes of the Apocalypse, there's the Devastation Orb of Air, the Seeker Dart, the Storm Boomerang, and a reskinned Wind Vane. From Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, there's the Air Elemental Shard. From Storm King's Thunder, there's the Pennant of the Vind Rune. 
from Tales from the Yawning Portal, there's the Eagle Whistle. And here at the end, from Xanthar's Guide to Everything, there's the Cloak of Billowing. Alright, thank you for listening to Religion in the Realms. If you're interested in keeping up the release of future episodes, you can follow the podcast Twitter account at Realms Religion. These episodes are also uploaded to YouTube. The podcast YouTube channel can be found under the title Religion in the Realms. Audio versions of the podcast can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play Podcasts. If you wish to get in touch with me with any questions or just want to chat, my personal Twitter is at Embrace, or you can send an email to realmsreligion at gmail.com, all in lowercase. In the next episode, we are moving on to covering the rest of the deities of knowledge and invention. I have covered Ogma in the past, who leads this group of deities in episode 18. I will be covering Denier in the next episode, the neutral good god of scribes, glyphs, and literature. Following that will be episodes on Melil and Gond. Until next time, may Timora look kindly upon your dice rolls, Helm protect you, and Lathander light your path. Music for this episode. Sir Castle Strong by Ian Grimm of tubersongs.com.